Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 14 of the Eavesdrop Podcast. Today, a, a very close friend of mine, have known this legend for close to, I'd say, five years? Yeah. Something like that? Uh, but Jason Lake, obviously a man that needs no introduction in the world of esports. He's been around. He's super, super OG. What year did you start? 2003 in? is when I officially started. 2003. Yeah. So you beat me by six years. Yeah, I always I'm do that old. math. <laughs> yeah, I always, do that. I, I always do that math because... You know, I think it's important. And I, I wasn't playing video games in 2003. No games. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, no, I started playing Call of Duty in 2000 and uh, like towards the end of 2005 when the first release. And that is the only time that I ever touched the video game aside from high school Zelda and right, the, the, yeah. First, uh, yeah. the first Resident Evil, which is to me still one of the best experiences I've ever had as a, as a video game player. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so how did you start like uh, in, in, the, in the industry? Like what were you doing and you know, all I, that? I, I always grew up um, being pretty competitive mm -hmm. and I was, you know, played a lot of different traditional sports. In the 80s, if you remember, um, it was kind of a different culture than today. You kind of had your jocks mm -hmm. and your nerds. That's why they made the movie. Remember that Revenge of the Nerds movie? Yeah, with Way back then, yeah. So I was kind of a bit of a crossover, which was pretty rare back then. I love video games. I love like computers. I had the Apple computer when it first came mm -hmm. out. So I was kind of a nerd, but I was also a football player. So I was really into competition. I was really into video games. I went to college, um, and after that, I went to law school. And after I finished law school, I was just kind of hanging out for a while and traveling and, and just kind of taking a break. And I walked into a friend's apartment, and he's playing Counter-Strike. And I'm like, what are you doing? Are you playing bots? Like, what is this? He's like, no, I'm playing online, which back then was like this new thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. And all these people are at home, and they're playing with me, and we're running plays. I was like, what? Yeah. So I started looking at it, and there were, you know, the CPL was already active the back then. Oh my God, 15 years ago, uh, 32, okay. something like that. I'm old, so uh, <laughs> welcome to the club. Yeah, uh, you know, and and it, I was just fascinated. I'm like, there's teams, there's events, you can go play, you can win money. I'm like, this is the perfect like intersection of like competition and my love for video games. So I'm like esports and uh you know I, I heavily invested in it and went just all out we were one of the first teams to be incorporated and start like contracting players this is pre-twitter pre-facebook pre-youtube mm -hmm. like even though it wasn't that long ago in the big picture it feels like a million years ago in yeah. some ways so uh yeah i mean contracts in 2003 for video games what are you talking about yeah it was really a foreign well, so you're doing did, foreign did concept you, did... i was one of the first people yeah yeah that's crazy <laughs> man you know i always I always uh, go back and and look at you know obviously uh, a a player in the game of esports, I like to do my research and go, you know, truly learn every single aspect or every single corner of, of what is esports. It, it just allows me to know what's out there because you never know what you don't know. Right, and that yeah. is the deadliest combination you could ever, you know, or thinking that you know everything. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like over, overconfidence, which I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm guilty of, right? <laughs> um, but it's a good thing. And, and I remember like seeing some of your stuff very early on where, you were you were behind all your players wearing the the, the red yeah. tie and the and the white shirt and just yelling and then you go back to the room and then you're you, you're like let's go get some beers or let's get bring some beers up here yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. because you, you that was celebrate. in redemption yeah and you know it's funny people that that know me socially know that I actually hate wearing ties mm -hmm. and I hate dressing like yeah. this but when I first started complexity like everyone was so dressed down and it was so casual. 
and I was trying to professionalize things. I'm like, I want to make an LLC. Like I want players to be contracted. I want to do official deals with sponsors. I was yep. trying to like build a real company out of it. Yep. And I was looking around the sport and like looking at the NBA and like how GMs and managers and owners dress. I was like, I want to be different by mm -hmm. dressing up. Yeah. You know, I want to be the guy in a tie at a gaming event. You know, I just felt it'll be different and I want to try to professionalize what we're doing. And it just kind of stuck. And then the red tie became a thing. Um, but it's funny, like, I would have just been dressed in, in blue jeans and, and like a polo, just casual today, but I have to wear the tie. the complexity colors come from the tie? No, the complexity colors, actually, the, the black, the red, and the white came from, uh, I grew up in a small town in northwest Iowa, and it, the name of the town was Lamar's. And the Shout mask, out to Lamar's. The, the school mascot was the Lamar's Bulldogs, and the colors were red, black, and white. Mm -hmm. So as you're growing up as a little kid, like, looking up to all yep. these stars, and you're playing in all the sports... It just kind of grew on me, and I always, uh, I always liked those colors. That's where they came from. Yeah, yeah. Man, I, I, I tell you, the, the, the green, the color green for me has always been like my favorite color as a kid. I used to order pistachio ice cream with, and my parents would be like, "Oh, that's just, you know, that's pistachio ice cream. Who, what kid orders that?" <laughs> and I would eat it and hate the fact that it's that. But I, I was, I'm, I'm committed to, to the color green. My favorite green is that dark, you know, pine tree green. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Forest green is what it's called. It's a strong color. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just green has always been my thing. And then uh, when Diesel, who you know, Michael Carr, when he came up with, with the, with the logo for, for Optic and used green in it, I was just like enamored with it and. You know the, the rest is history, but uh, it was I don't know. Green has always like had yeah. had a, had his. So who officially on. came up with Green Wall? Was that your brother? Uh, my brother. I yeah, my so. brother. Yeah. My brother's the guy. Be well, no, let me rephrase that. It was uh, a guy named Ego. I don't know if you're from Ego the Icon. I don't remember. Three sixty yeah. Icons Ego. His name is Paul Megna. He's a big like. He's part of the Call of Duty community. Has oh, been no. for a long time. I don't he, think I know. Yeah, so he started the UMG before UMG became UMG. So he had his own tournament website outside of. Outside of game battles, oh, okay. and he was like one of the one of the dudes that was doing that. Him and a uh, very good friend of mine, uh, Andrew Peterman, also known as Ice, he works for for uh, for Envy uh, down down the way. But uh, yeah, uh, he's the one that you know he was backing his players, and we had a green wall of just big big dudes, right? Two yeah, big yeah. two big Mexican dudes, uh, <laughs> Diesel, who's like six nine, and then. You know, we were just all wearing green, and it was like, no, it's like a green wall behind you guys, and we're like, green wall. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, since we were, it's a great since we were our first fans ever, we were like our own supporters at the time. We were the original, you know, founding, you know, members of the green wall, yeah, the bricks. That's great. Yeah. So you know, I stuck. We 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 did a good job in in you know making making a culture behind it and and, and making it happen big time. Yeah. So so that was cool. Anyway, let's uh let's get started, man. Who are you today? Oh man, you know, who am I today? You know, I'm a, I'm a husband, I'm a father. Um, How many kids? Two. I have a 15 year old daughter, a 12 year old son, who's a big optic fan. Has the hat that you gave me at one of the MLGs. Mm -hmm. Has an optic hoodie. Yeah. People are blown away. I let him wear like the optic hoodie around yeah. and stuff. I'm like, what are you he's do? a fan of different teams. He likes optic phase. Obviously, complexity he grew up in. But mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not going to be that dad who's like, yeah. what are you doing? So yeah, he sports optic gear. I would be that. I'm just going to be like truthful the, and honest. I would be like, you are a Bears fan, <laughs> period. Right now, my my house is torn, and I don't watch baseball anymore. It's been years since I've followed baseball. But, you know, I grew up uh, liking the, the, the Sox because of, you know, rap and, and its connotations with, you know, NWA and all that. But 
the Cubs, which I love the colors of as well, that's my wife and my daughter. They're huge Cubs fans. Yeah. And, you know, where, where I'm telling you, it's like, I would tell my daughter that this, that. <laughs> I can't tell her that about baseball. But yeah. when it comes to optics, she, you, you, you know. Right on. Stop. I make it very clear, like, this is the family yeah. line. Like, yeah, this yeah. is in your bloodstream. But at the same time, like, if he appreciates what others are doing and wants yeah, to support, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you can, you can do that, man. So, yeah. I mean, I think after all these years I've been doing this, um, you know, I've ridden different heights and different lows in this industry. You know, I helped build the CGS, which was a global project with DirecTV and News Corporation that created during yeah. the 2008 yeah, economic. Yeah, I, I want to talk about that specifically in, in, in a later yeah. segment, but, you know, fin finish off. Fa no, I'm just, saying, I'm just saying, you know, I feel at my age, I'm pushing 50 in a few years, um, that I hope I've gained some wisdom along that road. Mm -hmm. I think I, I've learned a lot of humility. Yep. Um, because I've made way more mistakes than I've had successes, and, and I've I've screwed up so many times, but I've always tried to step back and learn from that. Yeah. And I hope on some level um, that's bestowed upon me enough wisdom to to do a good job for you know my family and our mm -hmm. and our investors and and the complexity brand. And you go to work every day scrambling and grinding and, and hoping that you bring enough to the table, you know, humble confidence. And uh, that, that's kind of where I'm at in my, my life, my career. I do worry sometimes. Um, am I getting too old to speak authentically, you know, to this demographic? I don't think so. You know, the beautiful thing is I've been blessed with children who live in it every day. And I spend a lot of time with my kids, you know, they mean the world to me. And, um, you know, that helped keep me young, you know. I get to live this generation in some ways, not only from working in esports, but seeing the, you know, the games and everything through my kids' eyes. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a concern to me. So I mean, just being transparent and out there, you know, I feel incredibly blessed to be here in Frisco and doing mm -hmm. what we're doing. Uh, and I just hope I'm up to the task, man. Like, you know, it's a really big job, as you know better than, you know, anyone. We went to lunch when I first got here. We were talking about like there's a certain camaraderie with guys like us, even though we might be competing against each yeah. other in multiple ways. Like only uh, we can really understand the pressures and like feeling that obligation. Like you look around at your players and your content people and these people that become family to you after all these years and know like you have to perform and you have to bring your best every day to try to take care of these people. Yeah. That rely on you, and it's, so and, that's kind of where and, I'm at. And it's solely reliant on you and your decisions because you can take advice from your from your peers, from your employees, from the people that surround you on a daily basis. But ultimately, it is your responsibility. At the end of the day, the buck stops here, right? Yeah, and and, and it's it's their livelihood. It's not just your livelihood. Know. You know, when, when you're a YouTuber, uh, you know, obviously there's YouTubers out there with families and they support help parents and all that. But you know, when when you're a single entity and all you have to worry about is yourself it allows you to be a little bit more free with your decisions. It allows you to be, yeah. you know, a little bit more careless with your errors because it's only you that suffers and you can make it or not. But, right. when, but when you're like you and I, you have like this massive sort of responsibility because it's not just your livelihood. It's your kids, your parents, uh, your kids, your parents, if you take care of them, your, your, uh, your, your wife. And then on top of that, you have everybody else's family that falls like beneath you. Uh, and and it's, a, it's, it's a tough thing. So yeah, can, the camaraderie is tough. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, the CGS thing. Um, the first time I sold the Complexity brand, we sold it to DirecTV. They bought two brands in North America and they're building this global gaming league and they made us all these promises. It's gonna be da 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 da, sounded great. Um, so fairly long story, kind of condensed. Um, I came to a, a, 
a juncture in my life. I was an attorney and I was doing complexity and I was doing both. You know, I was working insane hours trying to keep both going. And I was like, I either need to move to LA to continue to run complexity and advise DirecTV in their gaming endeavors, or I need to just walk away from esports. Um, so we ended up moving to LA. I sold my law firm. And this was the from second where? From season Iowa? Uh, from Georgia okay. in Atlanta. Yeah, I went to Emory Law School in Atlanta and spent 13 years there and had a law firm I built out with five locations. And I was building that at the same time as building complexity. So I'm like, I'm, I'm selling this. We're going to chase the esports dream, man. Yep. We moved all the way across the country to LA. Um, this is in May of 2008. That summer, the economy completely tanked. And that November, they shut down the whole league. So I'd gone from owning complexity, owning a law firm, to literally being unemployed in a state that I wasn't licensed to practice law in with two young kids. I think uh, my daughter was four, my son was like two. And talking about looking at your family, like my wife looks at me kind of like, what have we done with our lives? Yeah. Like we went from a successful, pretty comfortable life to chasing the esports dream and lost everything. Yeah. We had to move into this little itty bitty tiny house. We had no money. I was like scrambling, just trying to figure out, you know, what to do to put food on the table. And it was like, man, you know, a lot of people hear about the esports success stories and about, you know, the, you know, the people that have that have done great things like you and that really succeeded. And that's important. But, you know, for every success story, you know, there's people that have gone through some shit. Right. Yep. And that was a real, real low point in my life. Um, I struggled a lot with uh, with depression and my mental health and just the fact that I had I had shipwrecked yeah not just my life like you're talking about yeah. i'd shipwrecked my family yeah and being a man that you know that cares about his family that was an incredibly difficult time and then i had another you know kind of decision a fork in the road like do i just walk away from esports and go back to law and just really get after it or do i still believe passionately enough in this space to you know at least do this part-time and mm -hmm. try to keep this dream alive um, so I got a good friend of mine out of uh, Houston and said, look, I can't do, I don't have the time to do this all by myself, bought the intellectual property of complexity back and went back after it. And, you know, for years I could only kind of devote part time to it because yeah. I had to put food on the of table course. and there was no money mm -hmm. in esports back then. Um, I mean, is there money in esports now a little bit? Yeah, there's a little money now. <laughs> it's, it's a little different. But back then, you know, there was sponsors had no money. There were no marketing budgets. Yeah. The global economy had completely tanked. So we were just kind of running it. It's a labor of love. We got some support from Sound Blaster headsets, and that could pay some of the gamers and a couple of the staffers. We built a website, you know, up and, and had to build it from the ground up. We had no staff. We had no gamers under contract. We had no website. We had lost everything. So we rebuilt complexity from the ground up. Tell me a little bit about the about the CGS. At like at like what was it for? Because a lot of a lot of people that listen to this part. Like, I mean, it, me knowing about it when it was happening back in what was it 2005, 2006? two thousand five two thousand six two thousand yeah ran two thousand six through two thousand eight. Okay, so I was right I was aware there. of it. Yeah, you know, the, I remember seeing like publications about this one dude that was like the only one benefiting from everything, and he was taking <laughs> pictures in like his lavish house and you know all this shit. But t tell me about tell us about what it was, what the point of it was, and uh, how the acquisition of, of complexity the first time ever you know happened. Yeah, back then um, the the economics of the space were very different. For example, my Counter-Strike players back then were making $1,000 a month each, which was like industry-leading yeah, salaries overpaid. for gamers. 
And when this league came along, they said, look, we're paying everybody 2,500 bucks a month base salary across the league. So instantly, any guys like me, even though we were industry leaders um, in North America and in, and in Europe, we couldn't compete with that. Mm -hmm. Like the, the economics simply weren't there. I'd already invested 500,000 of my own money to build the brand and to pay the teams and to fly them around the world and go to boot camps. Um, so when you're looking at like, whoa, you know, the spend just went up 250% just to keep this team, um, it was kind of like get on the CGS boat uh, or, or, or just walk away. So, you know, that's what we did. It was called the Championship Gaming Series. It was run by News Corporation, DirecTV in North America, um, Star Asia, and B Sky B in, uh, in the UK. And it was built out to be the first truly global entertainment property of esports. Yeah. And they did a good job bringing on a lot of people that were involved. You know, DJ Wheat was involved, and, and a lot of the old school people that knew esports well. But long story made short, they basically didn't listen to anything we said to do. They turned it kind of into a game show type of production. Mm -hmm. um, it ran two seasons, and then when the economy tanked, they, they shut it down. We blew through like 50 million bucks in like two seasons. Get out of here. It was fun as hell for all 50, the people involved. Yeah, $50 million, 50 million back bucks. then. It was an astronomical amount yeah. for an esports spend back then. $50 million. Yeah, so an Overwatch League spot today. <laughs> right. <laughs> One uh, spot. Yeah. But we'd go out there each summer and they'd get us apartments on the beach and all the teams would be there and all, we'd bring in all our content people and all the managers would live there and then we'd go film at the TV studio mm -hmm. and, and we had training rooms set up where we all boot camps. So it was fun as hell. Yeah. Like everyone that was involved in it, we really look back, you know, and have a lot of nostalgia and be like, that was a really good time. Mm -hmm. But for the industry, it was catastrophic yep. because they brought in so much talent. They brought in so many players and Counter-Strike 1.6 players left to go play Source on TV because the salaries were 250%. Like, you know, what are you going to do? And uh, yeah, it, it was a huge setback for esports. What in game general. was being played on CGS? Oh, they had FIFA and, and Counter Strike Source. Um, they had Dead or Alive Two. Um, it was different games, and then each team would play the other team and take points from each game. So like our Counter Strike would play, you know. Oh my God! So really gamified. It, yeah, gamified. It was, it was gaming. really gamified, and and they just didn't stick true to the roots. Uh, of gamers it was like the one that sticks out of my mind that always drove me crazy um would they make these little you know b-roll side things about the gamers which is good like who are these people what's going on but instead of telling authentic stories and like interviewing their parents and like talking about like what's your how yeah. you get into gaming there's this one kid named offbeat ninja he was a dead or alive two player his skit like they dressed him up like a ninja and had him running across the roof of the apartments like like a whole thinking all oh, this would be clever this would be and yeah. obviously you know the esports community just vomited back like we're yeah, not interested in this that's not would. what we're about so yeah well not only that yeah. but like think about the danger that you're putting that player on let's say he trips and breaks a hand what happens then you know <laughs> it was it was uh yeah you look back and it was like there was a lot of good people i think they were well-intentioned but the delivery was terrible and when that crash and burn it left it was just pieces esports so was, was in shambles so what was the point of them buying you know complexity at the time when they're building the global brand um they when they're building the global league they wanted to have two kind of cornerstones yeah, yeah. um and the only two they bought in the world were team 3d which is owned by craig levine who still works at esl mm -hmm. and complexity back then we were like 
two of the biggest brands in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Um, so they bought the brands and everyone thinks like I made out like a bandit. The reality was I got a lot of back end mm-hmm. and I had a lot of incentives. The yep. upfront payment was not very much. So yep. when they closed it in two years, like I yeah. basically got yeah. jack shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I believe like if this goes big and it's on yeah. global television or whatever, I want intellectual property rights, like I want merch rights. Yeah, like yeah. I got all Smart. this stuff yeah. that was, could have been very lucrative, but it wasn't worth you know anything once the league got closed. So. Yeah. It was a fail. I yeah. failed big time. <laughs> I, I were you part of the decision time. making at the time? Like, what, I was what? one of the senior consultants to the league, but yeah. even before the first league, the first season started taping, I was yeah. so disenfranchised that they weren't listening to anything yeah. we were really saying. Mm-hmm. They were just going to do all their own shit. Yeah. It was like they wanted to bring in all the big names in esports, yeah. so they look like legit, yeah. and then they're just going to do whatever the fuck they wanted on their own. Yeah, and it was really, really frustrating. There's Sounds one day. Familiar. There was one day. <laughs> There's one day I walked out of a meeting um, with the CEO of, of the league and the COO. And I was so just like in a bad place knowing the direction they were going was going to drive this thing, bus off a cliff. I walked down the beach, like bought a bottle of Jack Daniels and sat on the beach, drank the whole fucking bottle before I walked back to the apartments. Because yeah. I was like, I have just led my organization. I've led the fans. I've led well-intentioned people saying this thing is going to be big like we're going to bo- do it yeah. big it's going to be yeah. awesome and once you know once you get behind the closed doors and you start to really learn what's going on i'm like and you're already in i was i was i don't know it, it was a really dark part of my life. yeah no i bet <laughs> it was man. before i quit drinking man i drank the whole bottle yeah. I, w- I was not in a good place well i mean no one can blame you i mean any man no matter how strong or like when when you have all that pressure on you not not only from from a from your family standpoint or from your business standpoint, when you're a leader in an industry and, you know, it's just like anything else. If, if, you know, if, if a major stock, you know, takes a dump, you know, there's domino effects that happens throughout the whole thing. So when you're a big player, again, this is what we're talking about with the responsibility as a, as a CEO of a, of a company. And that's who he is today, by the way, he is on top of being a, a father. He's also the CEO, uh, of complexity, but you know when, when you have the, these sort of responsibilities, it's not just you and your your business. It's who you are in the pillar of esports. You know, if you picture esports as being a table, and under it you have the pillars that hold that that that, that thing up. How yeah. big of a of a how big of a of a weight does one team carry? And if somebody's carrying a lot of the weight some of these big organizations and they tumble yeah. that's gonna that's gonna affect everybody else unfortunately oh, yeah. because of that so like the responsibility is massive so, so you know I, I i can see why you went through through the dark times as you did man but you know obviously you, you were strong enough stronger than than, <laughs> than that than that obstacle man so so kudos on that because a lot of people don't you know the same success stories that you talk about you know, you, you can attribute, you know, for every success story, there's, you know, a thousand people that fail. For every obstacle that that a lot of people don't make it, there's people like you who fucking climb over that bitch and just go right into the sunset. Yeah, man. Building something incredible. When I talk to young people and they ask, you know, wow, you know, you run the esports team that Jerry Jones acquired and the Cowboys and da-da-da, like, how did you do it or whatever? And like, what's the secret sauce or whatever? I'm just like, man, never give up, dude battle claw fight if you got to be crying in the middle of your living room and crying out to god or just you know whatever you got to do oh absolutely man yeah i I, there was days i was on my knees in tears in my living room going what have i done with my life yeah like am i doing the right thing am i going the right direction you know because you want to do right by people like 
one of the biggest things that drives me in my life is I don't want to disappoint people that have like got behind me and been like, I'm with him. Yeah. And I don't want to let him down. And uh, you just battle, you claw, you fight, you scream, you kick, do whatever you got to do because this life can be a bitch. It can be hard and people go through stuff. Try to treat people right. Try to do things professionally with integrity. Mm -hmm. Just never back down. Never give in, man. Yeah. Never say die. Yeah. Because it's really easy to take the shortcuts that other people have taken. You know, it's very, very easy to do the underhanded, bad business. It's like it's always the, the, e the, the easiest path is always going to be one that tests your integrity and, and, and your ethics. I because totally I, I, agree. Because I tell you one thing. I can, you know, I think about it all the time, but not in a serious manner. But I, I always think about like the, the sort of shortcuts that I could have taken very early on that could have put me in a, in a better position than I am right now, you know, or which is almost impossible to think because I, I, I consider myself a very, very lucky person. Oh, you're not lucky, man. You worked hard and hit the ball out of the park. I did. Yeah. But, you're a but, blessed man for sure, but yeah. you earned it. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. But I do think that, you know, right place, right time sort of had a lot to do with, with it, you know, uh, Obviously, being an early adapter in, in YouTube and in content creation, like I think that that's, I always attribute the success of Optic to the content that we were creating um, and, you know, focusing on that instead of focusing on championships and, and, and all that. Because, yeah. you know, it, this is, eSports the, the e is a, a long-term long play, right? Like as big as it is right now, it is still a baby, 100% agree. It is still a baby. So, you know, the the... The thing that I that people always ask me about esports is what's the one thing that I need to know about esports, and I'm like, patience, right? <laughs> and I, in my world, and you can ask my wife, and I think she mentioned it last week in the podcast. Like the one thing that she wishes I had more of is patience, because I like to, I like to <laughs> want it done yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I want it done yesterday. But when it comes to to the things that matter most to me in this in this world, I have all the patience in the world. But if it's projects or or you know the, the 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 small things in life, I have no patience for it's 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 literally like all go all the time at think, all times. I think that's the biggest thing you guys did right, like you and Nate and Fwiz, and you guys were pioneers in content. Mm -hmm. Like back in the early early days, I was hustling, I was grinding, we were lifting trophies, and we were doing a good job. We even had some revolutionary content like Redemption that you mm -hmm. mentioned earlier in the early days. And after that whole CGS thing, I was just scrambling and fighting so hard to hold on and try to raise my kids and just in a bad place. And I wish, man, I wish I had looked and seen the vision like you saw and really focused more on content because yeah. I know we'd be much further along. Like we value our fans very much, but we'd have a lot more of them. Like, you know, I just think the way you guys did it was visionary, man. And, you know, I tipped my hat and, uh, you know, I really respect the green wall and what some of these guys have made. And, uh, you know, we're doing it now. Like yep. you said, it's a long-term plan. We're invested heavy in content, trying to learn, trying to do it better, trying to figure out what works and, and keeping after it. And, you know, watch and learn may be late to the game, but like you said, we're, it's we, never we're trying late, to go long-term. Yeah. Like I'm trying to build our company in a long-term way and we can get in the whole conversation and some of the crazy investments that are going on in esports and all that. But, you know, I want to be doing this in five years, God willing. I want to be doing it in 10 yeah. years. And uh, hopefully the content seeds that we're planting now will grow into nice trees. Yeah, no, I think it is. You know, one of the, one of the things I joke about with my wife, you know, constantly is the fact that I built a business and I had a very successful exit 
so I can become a content creator. <laughs> go right back yeah, to your roots. Go back to my roots and, and, and become a content creator. Uh, That's but, so but, great. But to, me, but, but to me, it's a little bit more than just like the creation of the content. I, th- I think I think I'm a, I'm a now, you know, knowing what I know now and, and everything that I learned in the, in the meantime. Like I'm a I'm a student of the game more than anything. Like the, I I don't like to call myself an entrepreneur because I you know a lot of people use that shit very very loosely. Right, yeah. But I am that. Right. Yeah. And, and well, what I think about you, man, I don't want to interrupt you, but yeah. I think people really need to understand how genuine this guy is because he did have a successful exit. And a vast majority of people, they build their companies for the exit so they can go sit on a beach. And that's the reality. If they do it and that's what they want to do and that's your goal, hey, yeah. all the more to you. But there's so many people in this space that kind of come in and you can almost just smell the phoniness, like they're not truly passionate about it. This is just the hot girl at the prom. It's mm-hmm. the crypto or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. They're gonna get their buck quick. And like, you already made it. And then you go back to your roots, dude. That's freaking legit in my book. Thank like you. that is just like, you know he's the real deal because he could be on a beach. And instead he builds his own place out so he can keep doing what really was one of his passions in, in the beginning. Yeah. So I think that's legit, man. Thank Seriously. you, man. I, I appreciate it. And I don't, I wouldn't know what to do with myself at the beat. I'll still be on Twitter. You know, yeah, there's a, there's a beautiful, you know, uh, sea right there and there's beach and, you know, my <laughs> wife's next to me, my daughter's <laughs> tweeting out there playing. I'll still be, I'll still be watching YouTube videos there. Right. So, you know, as long as, as long as the wifey's cool and she is like, she's super supportive in, in allowing me to, to continue to create content. Like I, because this is like my passion, you know, being an artist, a, a graffiti artist all my life, and then having a creative outlet like it is to to create to create this. Not only that, man, but more, more important than anything else is is that that esports is just a word and a and, and, and an idea, right? The 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 thing that makes esports tangible are, are are the people like you, the people like me, the people like Matt who are, who's sitting behind the camera. Like these are the people that I'm interested in in in, in right. letting the world know because. I always said to myself, I'm, I'm never, ever going to be a guy that's too late to, to, to the game. You know, like I'm, I'm going to write my, I'm going to write my, my game the way as I, as I go along, uh, which is why I always say you're never too late to the game because it, it would have yeah. been really easy for me at the, at the ripe age of 29, right? I mean, think about nature. Nature's 24, about to be 25. Uh, Scumpy is 23, I believe. Like, these are young people in a young space. And it would have been really easy for me to be like, I'm too old to be on camera. <laughs> you know, like I should have, I'm 29. What, what, what does a 30 year old have anything to do with a youth that is the 15 and 16 year old right. people that are watching my, my videos? But I said, you know what? For the first time in my life, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sell myself short. You know, I think, I think I'm, I'm, I have something to offer. And, and through, through my years of corporate, I always, always see the, you know, the corporate ladder and I would see who was, you know, who was above me in, in positions higher than me. And I always think I'm like, I'm like, man, one day I'm gonna be, you know, there. And then when this opportunity arose, I said, I'm not gonna be the, I, I, I'm not gonna see who's, who's above me. For the, I'm just gonna go and do my own thing yeah. you know, from the beginning. Yeah. You know, people say, don't compare yourself to others. It's, it's, it's the truest thing that anybody has ever said is that because the second yeah. that you, like your success will never impede my success the way that my success is never gonna impede yours. Maybe in a competition standpoint where my team wins over yours, but right. you know, but, but that's, that's a, a small fragment in your lifetime. You know, so for me, it has always been that specific ideal that if I just focus on me and what I'm able to do and control, then nothing else fucking matters because, you know, 
who cares what other people are doing? Absolutely, it, it, you know, man. Like do it together. Absolutely. You know, raise, Absolutely. raise each other's tides. I'm a big tide. proponent. Like, I always haven't been perfect at it. And I don't want to try to paint some bullshit picture that I'm some saint or some angel. But I'm a big proponent, like, trying to treat people right. Yep. Even people you're competing against. Like, we're all out there battling at the end of the day. And if you, you know... Esports has really become such a deeply ingrained part of my life yeah. and just who I am. And, and I'm genuinely passionate about it. So I really resonate with other people who are really genuinely passionate about yeah. it. I get really defensive as some of the old timers do, you know, it, when you see people that are opportunistic and come in, it's like you don't really even enjoy what's going on. You just look at it as, as a way to make, make a quick buck. Yeah. But I tried my best to treat people in the space with respect and dignity and, and do what I can to help different people out. And the older I get, I, the better I find I am at it. I think just you get older and you just get a little more patient. And I don't know, you would think some wisdom sets in and maybe you don't screw up quite as often, even though I still yeah. manage to screw up quite, quite a bit. But yeah, yeah but you learn from there's it, right? passionate people that want to come into the space and pave their own thing and do their own thing. That's how we all grow. And that's how, you know, the rising tide raises all ships. And, yeah. uh, Sometimes I, I I do get a little little down on social media where I think people are just shitty to each other. Yeah. I think, you oh, know, maybe happens. I'm just the old guy in the room no. going, hey, can't we all just be like a little cool? And you yeah. see people like taking shots and like whoever could take the best shot is cooler. And then, yeah. yo, you got him or burn and da-da-da-da. It's like, yeah. dude, just be cool. Like maybe you're not agreeing right now. Just like walk away and be cool to each other. Because if you're passionate about esports and you really care about what's going on here, then we're all kind of in it together on some level. There's mm -hmm. no reason to just, I don't know. No, I, I, man I, I agree. I agree to some, I mean, obviously growing up, uh, and I talk about this a lot, so I'll say it briefly. You know, I grew up in an, in, an, in an age where, you know, if you said something, you were, you know, you were you were held to what you said. Right. And there was, you know, there was no keyboard warriors hiding behind. So if you said something and somebody heard you said something about them, there was a bite, a fight about to happen like shortly after too. That's right. You know, because that's that's the way it is. So I don't know. I, I think that I bring, uh, like you, I bring a lot of old school sort of morals to the place. You hold people accountable. The, the people are only as good as their word. And if they say that they're going to do something and they don't, then they get to suffer the consequences of what happens after that, right? Because I've never in this in 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 this industry and in life in general, I've always said I'm always as I'm, I'm going to be as good as my as, as my word. And if I don't do ever what I said I was going to do, then that chips away at something inside of me that has allowed me to build what I built. So I, I I've never ever been in put it's myself integrity. in a position. Yeah, I've never put myself in a position to to jeopardize the integrity. And it's a lot easier to to live with yourself after you do the hardest thing which is walk away from something easy that you know test that that sort of integrity yeah i completely agree i completely agree like i always try to say it humbly because i've done people wrong like i've made mistakes like i said the wrong thing or whatever but it's an active part of my life where i'm trying mm -hmm. genuinely just to be good to people yeah you know sometimes it's it's competition you got to go out and bloody your knuckles you got to you got to do what you got to do to look yeah. out for you and yours but I'm just a big advocate. I think we can all treat each other better, and yeah. you know, yeah. You know, one of the one of the things that that I'm glad. Obviously, you know, you, you've been a tiny little bit older than me, and, and still in the space, and still creating content the way that that you have been. I like. I, I've I've loved to see what you've done in the last like two to three years, where you've been more forward facing. Is that because there's a lot of a lot of people that, you know. I, I don't know, and I'm not talking shit about anybody in the space. I'm just saying that there's like I, as a, as a peer of yours, love to to. We don't get to talk a lot, but if I watch a video of yours where you say something that makes me think a little bit differently, 
you know, it, it, it sort of, it's sort of like good for me, right? And yeah. from very selfishly in, in, you know, ingesting the content that you're creating, like I, I, I can think of something. Or if I, you say something that triggers my brain to think a different way to evolve, like something that I'm working on, like it, it's good. That's why I feel like, you know, anybody that, that doesn't create content is sort of doing, a, doing the world a disservice. Yeah. Because, you know, a simple phrase from somebody can trigger a set of events that can just transform not only the space in which they operate in, but, you know, global space in general. Totally agree. Um, so, yeah, so, so kudos on that. I want to... Dude, I wanna, kudos to you. I literally have a guy in my office um, that just, like, follows your stuff. Because I get, like you said, we get running around 9 million things going on, mm-hmm. and I don't have as much time to watch things. And I'll just be like, what's Hex been up to? And he'll be mm-hmm. like, he met with this guy, just did a blog with Richard, <laughs> da-da-da-da, he's yeah, going yeah. here. I'm like, cool, man. Like, I hit him up before I came over. I'm like, you, did you have a chance to watch a Richard Lewis one? He's like, oh, I haven't got to it yet. I'm like, man, I wanted to, like, inside jokes or something for the show today. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, so, I, 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 definitely, I, I definitely appreciate that you would think you could learn anything from me. And I definitely no, always, course, always I, try I, to watch you guys because, gosh, what uh, you've built here is, is super impressive. Look, the, the biggest mistake anybody in the world can do is think that they're too good to learn from another human being. In no matter what space they're in, yeah. you know, period. Like, if if you're if you're too good to do that, then learn, but just don't say anything about it. But don't block yourself from from, or don't disallow yourself from learning from somebody else. Because, you know, what a what a hater to hate on yourself like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, totally it's, agree. It's it's crazy. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, with the Richard Lewis, what a what a genuine guy, man. Oh, I, I, I love one of my, Rich. Yeah, one, one <laughs> of my favorite people in the industry. More so because he's 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 a little bit like me, very forward, no bullshit. If you're not about mm-hmm. the space, get the fuck out of yeah. my space, right? And and uh, and I think that there's like this sort of old guard happening with this, like you know, I think there's like. Uh, uh, there's, there's, I don't want to say a wall because of the green wall, but there's like, like all the old school people like us are, are yeah. you know, seeing what's happening in the space. And we're saying, you know what? We have to do something because if we don't, everybody that shouldn't be getting a piece of, 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 of this because they're, you know, they're, they're opportunistic yeah. or whatever are going to get a, a large chunk of that. And I'm, I'm the biggest, the biggest cheerleader when it comes to, you know, the person that built it should get the biggest piece of the of, of the pie. Yeah. Uh, and and I think that you know, obviously, with with all my friends at you know at MLG and you know all, all the peers that we've we've been you know that we grew up together in the space have have been a little bit more vocal and calling bullshit on, on some of the things. And that's why you know the Richard the Richard interview was so important to me because I you know I wanted I wanted him to to know that there's like a lot of people that support the work that he's doing, even though he's taken in the teeth from from organizations and companies that don't necessarily yeah. like the way he approaches things. It is people like that that you know they're the bouncers. The no nonsense. You know, yeah, it's like scoots and yeah, some scoots, of those guys, man. Yeah. Man. yeah, they'll just put you on blast. The, the and, old uh, guard, man. The guys that literally love the space so much that they're not. They're not gonna see themselves too good to to represent for the for the squad, and uh, and I appreciate that. So going back to Counter Strike, give me a little bit of history as to because that's you know as as Optic is and was born in Call of Duty. Yeah, we you were, were you were born in Counter Strike in the fires of Counter Strike. Yeah, man, um, we had some good times in the old days. We were rated number one in the world. Um, it's the only time an American team has has ever achieved that. We we're the first team to win an event on European soil mm-hmm. at ESWC. 2005. We produced some cool content around it. Um, we had Complexity Redemption, which was one of the first ever documentaries done in esports about us at an event. Um, we had Cole Col at uh, ISC 2006, where he won an event here in Dallas. Actually, um, 
that was pretty legendary back in the day. And then, you know, we branched into other games as you did as well. Um, but Counter-Strike is always kind of like our roots. It's kind of in our DNA. And we haven't been, you know, that exceptional in the past years. And a lot of it was just financial. Because yeah. the best players are damn expensive in yeah. Counter-Strike. But even when you get the best players in the world, you know, they, I mean, we're, we're going through that. Like, my, my group of guys, I love my group of guys. They're like, from, the a, from, a, from a human standpoint, they're, they're, they're awesome to hang out with. I love going to dinner with them, I, you know, the whole nine. And, you know, very often when we're sitting there, I'm like, guys, on paper, we're fucking tanks. Right. We should be taking some maps <laughs> off of people and it just doesn't work. Yeah, and they, and they, you know, yeah, and the Cajun is like, I know, I know. It's just that, you know, it's, it's competition. But isn't that the beauty of competition? Yeah. It's like we, we worked really, really hard this summer and, and made a lot of strategic decisions in the squad and then boot camped in Europe and made top, uh, top yeah. eight legends at a major. Yeah. Like somewhere we probably shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. Because we weren't as good as a lot of the guys on Optic and some of these other teams. We had younger guys that didn't have that much experience. Yep. But we got hot at the right time, and it's competition. It's like the NFL, you know? It's like the Eagles just went and beat the Rams. Like, who would have who called that? It's, you know, any given Sunday type of thing, and we got hot at the right time. So that was cool to be back in the major and back in the mix of things. Yeah, that's good. Um, that, yeah. That's so cool. I, I was really happy, obviously, for for Stan and, and Shazam, who I, I love dearly. What a what a guy, man. Um so you, you've had your history in Counter-Strike, a, a very, 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 your, your, your pillar, in my opinion, in, in North American Counter-Strike and, you know, even, you know, global because you, what, what you guys have done uh, for, for the space. But then you, you stepped into Call of Duty and then you guys win a, win a championship. Dude, we've, the, been, we've been in Call of Duty in another game, Day of Defeat, since way back oh, in the day. Oh, PC, yeah, yeah. We were back in Call of Duty when it was playing on PC, gosh, 2004. Four or five, mm-hmm. like before kind of MLG was up and running, but they were running Halo back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so I loved Call of Duty from from the early days. And I've tried to get in each each chance um, that we get. We had a player called Nightfall way back in the day, um, way back in the day. But yeah. And then when we got uh, the team with Matt Morello coaching and, you know, aches and a couple guys that have been on the green wall for a while now, you know, yeah. um, Krim and those guys. Um, Krim and Karma. Got fortunate enough to win win a title. Yeah. So yeah, that was really cool. And uh, you know, I genuinely love the Call of Duty scene. It's just how passionate it is, and we haven't had a lot of luck since that time. So maybe it yeah. was maybe it was uh, beginner's luck with the console. <laughs> but I don't know. yeah. So obviously, right now you guys aren't in Call of Duty. You guys just yeah. uh, you, you guys had a team just recently sold you Dashy, man. Yeah. He wanted to play for, the for Lolo. you. <laughs> it Thank was you. a really good Thank deal, you. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but we really liked Dashy. We knew we could have played a lot harder and could have spread it out over weeks or whatever, but yeah. he'd been good to us. Yeah. He's just such a good guy. And I'm like, look, I'm gonna take care of you. Like, yeah. I, you know, we gotta get some some for this. No, but um, we knew he was gonna be a superstar. Yeah. So now a lot of people are just starting to notice. Yeah. Like, no, we knew he was which, gonna which be a makes, superstar. You know, which 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 offers the you know, the the thought that, you know, how many how many players are there out there like Dashy because Dashy just didn't become the player that he is today grinds yeah he just didn't become that though he's been that player for yeah. for a year to two years but it wasn't until he got the he got the he got on the spotlight to play you know alongside Krim and Carmen yep. and, and 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 uh and Seth that that, he, that people were just like oh my god you know best you know because yeah. his numbers have always been at the top 
Yeah. Right. So it's it's uh it's it's one of those situations like how many more players like that are you put that are, are green spotlight on it, man, and people are like, Oh wow, this guy's super good. Yeah. You know, I and mean, people like you and I that do this for a living, we're like, Yeah, no shit, we've known this for yeah. a while. Yeah, <laughs> I have a I have a picture of him when 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 they when you know your team came to boot camp here, I can't believe you didn't stop by and say hello, but uh it's it's one of those things. I think so, I was in LA. Were you? Yeah. All right. So tell me a little bit about the uh what are your plans in, in Call of Duty? Are you looking to get back back into yeah, obviously absolutely, there's rumors yeah. there's rumors of uh Franchising, I mean, you know, like, waiting on information. You yeah, know, I think eventually the the organizations that work with Activision to buy the franchises are going to be where all the players need to go. Mm-hmm. So uh, we we just couldn't put together a roster that I thought was competitive, and then you know they added another player to make it five, mm-hmm. um, which made the investment more significant. So I'm like, let's let's take a step back and uh, just kind of see where it goes. But you know, the new game looks fantastic. And, yeah. you know, Vegas, I wasn't out there, but it looked amazing. We were all following from here. Yeah. Um, we'd definitely like to be back in if the opportunity is right. But, I mean, you know, just being honest, like, it's tricky for us, right? Because two of the most legendary Call of Duty brands in history are both here in Dallas. Yep. Like, Optic's going to get a franchise. MV and Mike is definitely going to get a franchise. As we should, 100%. So, like, do we, does it, from a business perspective, is it smart for us to get it? And then we have three franchises in Dallas? Or maybe we'll look at another region and be like, hey, this would be a good place to kind of start going international and expand, you know, Call of Duty that direction. We haven't yep. figured out the answers to all that, yep. um, but those are just kind of some of my honest thoughts on it. But man, I love the game and hope we can, you know, get yeah. back involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, we've been again, you know, really, really smart in 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 the expansions that we've done. I mean, obviously, very specific ones. I'm not talking about you know anybody else's thoughts on on or doings on expansions, right? Um, but yeah, no, I, I, you know, obviously I, I love Call of Duty, Call of Duty as much. I, I, I'm playing it all day for the last like week, which is, you know, rare for me because I've gotten, you know, I had a meeting today at, at 11, but from like nine to 11, I was, you know, glued there. My, I see you tweeting at people. Like yeah. last weekend you were talking smack, like Blast and Rick or whatever. Or yeah. what's it, you yeah. the place where you're like, oh, you're going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. Get the fire in the old dog. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll always be a competitor, always. And and I'm never going to say, oh, yeah, he's going to beat me. I don't, <laughs> the game hasn't happened yet. Right, right? Like, I don't know if I get lucky. I don't know if he lands the, the wrong look. Right so I wasn't going to throw myself under you know i wasn't gonna undersell myself you'll never <laughs> catch me saying that i'm the i'm the biggest hector fan in the world um but yeah it was it was that so you you, you do think you do see a, a future in complexity going back to call of duty with opportunity oh yeah yeah absolutely and, and you know what's man. crazy man and this is something that i'm gonna give you the, the the biggest you know props on uh you know seeing the space that you guys have i know where it is and uh, you know i've been around the place but then just seeing like the picture that you took of it being blank like to a lot of people, it was just a blank space, man. To me, I saw it all. I saw everything <laughs> that was gonna be in there. The possibility, obviously, my my man, imagination might be different, but you guys have a, a really cool space that you yeah. guys are working on. What can you give us, like a little bit of yeah, of, man, of um, as, as to what you're gonna have in there? We've been we've been really blessed um, with the support we've received. You know, people that live in this area understand what the star is it's a pretty badass place love it um you know it's a multi-use place the cowboys are there there's restaurants there's bars there's a twelve thousand seat indoor football field there's an omni hotel and it's kind of like the center of the town right where people go and throw yeah. the ball at their kids and yeah. then they go to a high school football game or a concert or whatever yeah. so there's always stuff going on there and our headquarters is going to be right there at that space and you know, like you said, when we looked at that How empty space, well, about 11,000 square okay. feet. So not crazy big, but, but big enough. We're like, we really want to take our time and do it right. And we've been working with the design firm out of New York for about 11 months. 
to design it just to make, you know, try to make something special. Yeah. Um, the front third of it's going to be open to the public where kids can come up and have a giant like 15 foot LED screen playing esports and, and, and PCs where they can come and sit down and, and, you know, buy merch and stuff like that. But in general, just beyond the headquarters, what we're trying to build and, you know, I'm pretty confident we're getting to where I want to be infrastructure wise mm -hmm. is just kind of a next generation esports property. I'm trying to mix the best from what we do digitally with kind of traditional sports and, and build a place that's player centric, that's content focused, that's transparent, honest with fans and, and, and just really be a good, contrib good contributor to the ecosystem. Like our, our guys live in luxury apartments um, that we provide a breakfast and lunch um, five days a week, they get free meals at the Cowboys training table. Yep. Literally, you'll be sitting there. Zeke, like, will walk yep. by with his lunch. So they eat the same food prepared yep. by the same nutritionist. I would play. I would play for 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 that organization any of the other week because <laughs> I walked through there and I can yeah, tell you, like, I took it it's, it's they have like chefs. Okay, so it's a whole deal. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole deal. They have chefs and they they'll make you whatever the fuck you want. Uh, and you you know obviously healthy because that's what you know whatever. Yeah. But they they do cook up a mean I mean. Uh, yeah. I mean, everything there. So that's and super. And everyone in the company gets free memberships at Cowboys Fit, yep. where you and I used to work out, but I haven't seen you in a while. Since you May. Left me, my, my wife, My wife put me on blast yes, me. last week on the, on the podcast <laughs> and said, I haven't been there since May. Wow, has it been that long already? Yeah, man. They, they, fired my, they fired my, uh, my trainer, and the next trainer that I got is really, really good, but... I don't know. I just I just couldn't get into the groove yeah. of things, you know. And then I, I got super busy with this project. Well, you got to get you back in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, luckily then, I'm, I'm I can I can you know mentally enhance my physical. I'm just can't make fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but no, you know. So the the gamers you know that we have can then work out, and we have access to the Cowboys medical team. And then right across the street, they just finished um, what's going to become one of the best sports therapy hospitals. Yeah, Baylor in America, think, Baylor Scott and White yeah. Sports Therapy. That's the only thing the hospital does is yeah. like sports injuries, preventative, yeah. like stretching. And then if you get something, and ironically, like one of the top surgeons there specializes in carpal tunnel. So yeah. I'm like, you know, if we ever it really get, right yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a joke around the office. And then they'll be able to walk over to the headquarters. Um, that's insane, man. Like I, I think you guys have a. Uh, I don't say I'm jealous, but I, you know, I, I do admire like what, what you guys are building over there. Because for, if, if I'm a player and I see like, you know, the fact that I get free membership to to a gym, I get you know sports nutrition, you know, advice anytime I ask for it. I get, I can go get free meals every single day, like healthy meals that can that can really propel my yeah. my training. You have state of the art facilities. Yeah, we have the TV studio and the podcast studio. Yeah, that's that a, you and super I super crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's insane, man. I mean, I, 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 that's good for content. And yeah. then when we build out the headquarters, you know, they're gonna have training rooms with their coaches and classroom and a mind gym and. And different stuff that we're that we're kind of putting in there that we'll be excited. I'll walk you through when we get all done mm -hmm. this spring. But um, I don't know. We don't pretend like we have all the answers, but I think we're building out something that's going to be really compelling for players. Yeah. And you know, the goal being, I want to be host, hoisting trophies and just working with competitive, compelling gamers for years to yeah. come. And it's a little more like planting seeds and then watching the the, the trees grow slowly. Um, but I'm pretty confident in the infrastructure that we have at our disposal. Our investors are super supportive and awesome. We're trying to learn how to do better content and, you know, just really be transparent with our fans. And that's kind of what we've been up to and yeah. looking forward to next year. Yeah. No, I, I like transparency with the fans on my terms. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because at the end of the day, you know, I, I see I, I, 
this part I am sort of talking shit about people, okay? Because I see content creators often say, hey, what do you guys want to see next? Right. right? And if I'm a viewer, I'm going to be like, what the fuck? I'm not going to do your work. I'm not going to do your work for you. You right, tell me yeah. with that. So, you know, I, I, I think that it is it is uh, our responsibility to to really present a compelling storyline to our fans. That's what they deserve. Yeah. So anytime we make an announcement in a super boring, whack manner, yeah. you know, like it is a, a publication somewhere, and it's not on a, on, on video format that that that, that propels the, the storyline to go along, I, I just like I want to I, I literally want to punch myself a hundred times in the face, <laughs> you know, for for like what have you done, right? Because uh, you know, and, and when when we. And, we shouldn't be doing that, in my opinion, right? Like uh, the, the way that, that we had formulated the storyline of, of the transparency that we had with our fans was was perfect because they were engaged, they were entertained above anything else, and it was moving to them. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like one of the toughest things I ever did as a as a team owner was when we were doing the when we were when we were switching over from Nick and. And uh, Nick and, and Flame Sword from our Halo team, and then picking up the the old Complexity team. Uh, one of the things that I did, what the, I had to figure this out, and I was on, I was on, I remember clear, I was on the boat talking to what's the CLG guy's name? Um, Hotshot. Yeah, what's his name? George. George. I was talking to Hotshot. I was like, almost pleading with him, say, like, "Yo, let's make this announcement at this specific time because I want the fans to just, you know." And the last thing I wanted to do was go behind his back and announce right, before yeah. him because that was like that that would have been super super you know shady but my fans are everything to me yeah and and the storyline that I create for them is everything right. so I was for the first time ever I was willing to chip a little bit away from my integrity but luckily hotshot was super super like cool <laughs> He's a in, in the transaction and we were able to do that because it would have been really cool really easy to go on reddit and be like Hey guys, we're you know we're right. we're dropping Nate, uh, we're dropping uh, Nick and Flame Sword, and we're picking up this you know yeah. best team. That would have done nothing. That did, that right. that does nothing for. It's yeah. a disservice to not only the player but above all the fans. Yeah. And uh, and I think that that's like one of the one of the best things that that I've that I've ever done is just like making very very sure that the, that the storyline is done. When you put cool first, let me let me let me frame this up. The reason that I know that you're going to succeed and complexity is going to succeed is because you're doing the right thing by pu- putting the players first. You know, it'd be really easy for you to cut all the budget, you know, right. half the budget, put that shit in your pocket, right? And give them uh, an office space somewhere, you know, just yeah. a, a regular office space. It, it would be really easy for me to not spend $8,500 a month in, on this space and just keep that for me and go buy whatever the fuck it is that I buy. But I wanted to create something that the players can come and boot camp out of. You know, uh, it, this space isn't that big, and it doesn't have. You know, it's got kitchen tables all over. Oh, it, I love it. You it's know, great. But it, but it serves a purpose, and it looks cool enough to where a player can come in and feel like they're in a in, yeah. in a cool in a cool place. Um, but that's how I know that you guys are going to do because you're you guys are saying the money goes to the benefit of the players. Yeah, man. And, I mean, I'll be incredible. honest with you. It's expensive. Yeah. It's expensive. Oh, as I can hell, tell. But yeah. we consider. It an investment in the future, you know. Yeah. We want to become a place that players want to play and aspire to play there, you know. And then when they're there, they're like, 
where am I going to go? Like, where am I going to be treated better? Where am I going to have a better lifestyle? Yeah. Like, they're looking after my health. Like, I have privacy, my own apartment. You know, like, I'm being taken care of here. The salary's great. I go to this headquarters. You know, the headquarters we're putting together, as far as I know, not that money's everything, but it's probably going to be the most expensive headquarters in the world because we've really, we're like, we want to really do a nice job with it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some nice headquarters that people have built, and I admire them for yeah. what they're trying to do. A lot of them are behind chain link fences, kind of in industrial areas. Yeah. You know, I want we want to be like right up on Public Square, right by City Works, right over there. You yeah. know, like I want kids to be able to come in and, and go walk to out the front. Sushi, go to yeah, go like to we want to be a part of it. Mikosina. Like, eventually, we want to do like summer Cowboy, camps. Concrete Cowboy. That's it. Matt's gotten drunk at Concrete Cowboy, Cowboy a couple <laughs> times. Um, yeah, it's a cool place. So. Once we get it done, hopefully people will come by and say what's up. I'm, de I'll de I'm definitely gonna gonna stop by and, and check it out, man, because I admire like everything. You know, I, I just love spaces. You know, it's it's uh, yeah. it's it's like going inside the mind of someone, in my opinion. Uh, and I think like the Alienware facility that the Team Liquid built. Yeah, like, it looks I awesome. Uh, has, has, there been, has there been a tour of it? Yeah, I haven't been there yet. No. I mean, well, I haven't been there yet either, but like, I don't even think they made a video. I mean, I know they made a video of like the space before it was done, and and I've seen shots yeah. of like the opening party, but I haven't really seen like what it looks like inside. And know. I'm kind of mad, you know. And I and I and I tell Steve Arahansa that's bullshit, <laughs> you know. Like, why don't you? Why oh, don't he you hasn't done the tour. <laughs> yeah, they, he hasn't done the tour. I want to see. It looks it. I want to be inspired, yeah. man. It looks incredible. Yeah, man. incredible. Yeah, they do a great job. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so like you know, spaces like that. Like it's, it, when you put cool first, you're always going to be successful. Yeah. You know, because we live in an age, in the internet age, where if it's not cool, well, nobody wants to fucking have anything to do with right it. Right on. You know, so right on. Uh, it's, it's one of those things. Um, so obviously, complexity. Uh, I think it was two years ago or last year that you guys got, a, got did the partnership with the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, it, I guess the conversation started uh, like a year and a half ago, and we just closed the deal about a year ago. Okay. Yeah, so same, around the same time that we did. Yeah, ours, it was right? all weird. How it was all we were all every everything in Texas. I know, and it all landed about the same time. It was kind of crazy. Yeah. Everyone assumed like there was some conglomerate that organized it because it's yeah. just we all yeah. got our deals at the yeah. same time and moved here. But it was all coincidental. Yeah, no, I always knew that I was going to end up in Texas because obviously fishing, and I was born here and all that. But uh, when when we heard when we were going through our process and we heard it's like the Cowboys are going to get involved, we're like. Who the fuck is it? You know, who is it? Who <laughs> is it? You were so shocked. And it was like, what are they doing? Jason no, no, there. no, 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 not at all. Like I, when they said that, I was glad it was somebody who had, you know, a story in sports or in esports yeah. or a history in esports. Uh, so I was happy, you know, for you. Um, and then when I saw you do the announcement, you were on the heli on Jerry's helicopter, and I was just like, <laughs> that "What the fuck? Fun, That's so man. cool, man!" Yeah. Uh, how, how's the big man in person? You know, he's really, really, really cool. Yeah. Does does he buy into the whole esports thing? Right. Obviously. You know, I, full disclosure, I don't spend much time with him. Mm -hmm. He's super focused on football, yeah. and that is like his passion yeah. and that's what he does. Yeah. Um, I work more closely with his son Stephen Jones mm -hmm. and Jerry Jones Jr. Um, but honestly, the times that I have had with uh, Jerry G Jerry Senior, it's like this really fun older uncle has got the best stories. Yeah, and he just breaks in these stories and like, then we we're in Oakland, and me and Al Michaels went out, we got the steak, and he's yeah, just yeah. going on. You're just like hanging on every word. He's yeah, just yeah. super charismatic, superstar, just man. kind, yeah, just yeah, really, yeah. really awesome guy. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I had the the pleasure of. I mean, I don't, I don't, can we? Are we 
Nobody from the club watches this, so I think I'm safe to say. But I, I walked by him, and he just like you just feel that energy, man. Yeah, he's a superstar. Uh, yeah, he yeah, flies he in on that helicopter, lands it on the field, like walks into work, yeah. and you're just like, man, he's looking like a superhero. Look yeah. what's going on. The first time that I went to the to the private club, uh, I was taken by my business partners on the other side, and and I walk in, and he's like, he's like, oh, apparently Jerry's landing. So we go out in the balcony, and there's like <laughs> a, a good 35 businessmen who belong to the club so you know they got paper yeah right uh i, I just humbled brad because i'm in i'm part of the club there I so am i don't <laughs> worry <laughs> so so we were in there and, and i see him landing in the middle of the field and i'm like in my head i, I wanted to make the joke i was like you think somebody's got to tell him to move that thing it's like, it's like you know there's players everywhere no one's got to tell this man to he, you know he owns the, the, the whole thing but what a cool individual Dude, like, he's, he's, he's one of those best. he's one of those humans that 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 transcends humanity in a, in a yeah. way, right? Because yeah. he's he doesn't live in the same world that we all. Yeah, live. it's like Elon Musk or Jerry Jones. You know, he's yeah, got yeah. these people who are just like the Mark yeah. Cubans of the yeah, world, just yeah, like yeah. whoa, like. And, yeah. and, and it doesn't necessarily need to be a billionaire that transcends, like, because obviously, Absolutely. like think about think about Michael Jordan. He wasn't a billionaire until you know recently, and he transcended humanity in in, in that sort of way. Michael Jackson. Think about all these like superstars. Drake right now, I think is is is, is sort of transcending, yeah. you know the that that. What do you think about uh, Drake? joining 100 Thieves. I think it's awesome, man. I, I think for years I was trying to sell esports, man, because when we'd go to like try to get deals or partnerships, the first half of the conversation was just explaining esports because people were so oblivious to what it was. And nowadays it's so ubiquitous, it's everywhere. Like it was like when Drake, speaking of Drake, did the, the deal with the stream with Ninja last spring. It was just like, a match was thrown on this big pile that people have been piling, like people have been building esports yeah. and we've been doing it. And people that follow gaming knew it was like, we're digital rock stars out here. Yeah. Like this is the future. Like that's why we're here. We believe in it. But like the bigger world or whatever didn't know. And once that stream hit, it's just like, last night Ninja is on the Florida Lakers game. He's with Jimmy Fallon. You know, he's on Ellen. And, you know, so not everyone likes Ninja, but the point is... Everyone likes Ninja. Like, I think he's awesome. He takes a lot of shit, I think, from a lot of jealous people. Yeah. But the point is, like, it's everywhere now, you know? And it's you got Drake joining 100 Thieves, little Yachty I just read was joining FaZe. Yeah. And then somebody else I just read this afternoon wants to start his... A big rapper. Oh, my brain's gone. Wants to start his own esports team. Yeah. It's everywhere now. You know, you got guys... At the World Cup, scoring goals and doing Fortnite dances, and, yeah. and in the end zones in the NFL, it's like yeah. we're no longer like this thing. Oh, I hadn't heard of that. Like we're everywhere now. Yeah. Like we've had our coming out party. We are the future. We are the digital rock stars. I yeah. think it is badass, dude. What do you think about? I love it. <laughs> well, let me get your opinion on on uh, on on this. You you guys aren't a part of the uh, of the Overwatch League. Um, not, not yet. Not yet. Uh, who has the the best branding in Overwatch? Man, uh, that'd be the Outlaws, right? Houston Outlaws. Both Texas teams have great branding. Fuel is strong too. It's all right. But yeah, dude, when I first saw that, <laughs> when I saw that logo with the head with the pistols, yeah. everyone in my office were just like, "Damn, Damn bro!" I fell in love with it immediately. Like whoever designed it, the first desire is like, "Dude, that is so to, badass." To, to, to have the, the 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 brain capacity to put horns on revolvers and make the long horns was just i mean i'm, I'm, I'm so good i love dude. it man i love it it, it, it is, is so good it is it is it, not just in overwatch man i think it's one of the best branding in esports period dude, it was just so ingenuous totally agree yeah I, i've been trying to get a hold of the person that that drew it and, and, yeah i didn't and, know if, if blizzard activision yeah, yeah, it, had it their blizzard. teams yeah it and, was, and, and, and if you're out there guy and you can prove that it was you <laughs> 
I would or like, girl. Or girl, yeah, of course. And, you know, whatever. Uh, I, I, I would like to buy you a beer someday and talk about it's a you know, great that, that, logo. You know, to thank you, obviously, because it's incredible. What are your thoughts of uh, Overwatch League and how it's gone? And you know, I think I think we're we're falling a little bit short in in, in some in some areas, but you know, uh, I, to me, it's always going to be like the regional thing. That's that's always going to be like a holdback, you know, for me. Mm. And and I say that very biasly because Optic comes with an already existing fan base. Uh, right. And don't worry about the lights; we they they shut off at something. The same thing as yeah. All good. Yeah, elevator shut I off. I thought you were kicking me out. I'm like, no, is that my sign? The the the, <laughs> the elevators the elevators go uh, go off at at uh, at five thirty. So you know, this this building has twenty four hour security, which is super mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, and then, like Seth works very late night, and you yeah. know, people walk him out to his car. And, wow, you know, that's very, cool. Very cool. So it's a great uh, place. Yeah, it is. You know, what I did find out about Texas is that everybody is very, very respectful. Like kids, kids that know, like if if there our are address, manners here. Yeah, the manners are incredible. If if somebody would have found out, I mean, if you look at the house back in Illinois, like you would have like assholes driving by and making YouTube videos about, oh, Scumpy lives there or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. here is the complete opposite. They give you your space, and when they see you in public, they approach you very, very, very yeah. well. So I, I, I cannot. Tell you how happy I am to be to be in Texas. And I'm sure I love you it, are man. As well. I love it. Anyway, so to get back really to, to to the Overwatch League, I think I like it. I think that that it's going places. Obviously, um, for me, as I was saying with the with the original stuff, I think that you know we're we're, we're kind of we're we're kind of creating a, a a division amongst you know people, and obviously you know and every, it's common sense to, to to a lot of insiders. I'm sure to you as well. But I'll, I'll repeat it for the. For the fans uh, and, and the people watching, look, it, when when you have a home team, it's awesome because you can go bars yeah. and have this sort of camaraderie that that happens with that. Uh, but you know, brands like the Cowboys, brands like Manchester United, brands like you know the 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 '90s Bulls with Jordan that yeah. transcended, Trans- you yeah. know, and and you know, I mean, even nowadays, if you go if you go to uh, to if you go to a Bulls game, you're gonna see a lot of a lot of Lakers. You know, jerseys because of LeBron. Right. Uh, same thing with Cleveland, and, and when he played for Cleveland, there, there are there are, there are certain points in 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 a in the sports history where you transcend sort of the sport. Yeah. And I think that we 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 sort of. What do you think about regional uh, esports? I mean, I agree with you. I, I think you know I've always built complexity to be a global product. Yeah. Like I don't want to alienate my fans in Malaysia or you know in France right. by saying. With Dallas complexity or whatever, yeah. and there are benefits, you know, of course. to regionality. Um, it's never necessarily been my thing, but I think there's probably room in it for esports. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the way Overwatch League is doing it is cool, and how they activate with the local fans. Yeah. And, and, and you know, Mike's got this thing coming up that you guys are all going to be doing um, for the first local yeah. Overwatch matches. At the stadium. And, yeah, and when when they were shopping Overwatch, we were trying to figure out our deal and if we were going to get our deal done. Um, you know, with our investors, and we had a meeting with them, and we're just like, look, we need to see if we're going to get our own stuff together first. Yeah. Um, so the timing year one wasn't good. We looked at it this year. Um, I don't know. It's getting pretty rich. The you know slots allegedly going forty, fifty million dollars. Yeah, man. Um, so my thing is this: we have all the capital we need. We're very blessed with that. Mm-hmm. If if the league is sensational, and in three years it's the hottest thing in the world, and it costs one hundred twenty million dollars or whatever to get in, then then we'll get in. I don't have a lot of like 
anxiety and fear of missing out. Like, yeah. if I don't do it right now, yeah. I'm screwed. It's like, yeah. no, I want to be doing this for a long time. Yeah. And there's always going to be different opportunities to participate in yeah. successful leagues. And I hope it stays successful. I hope they kick ass. Like, yeah. I'm pulling for Nate and everyone who's running the league and all the team owners, and I yeah. enjoy watching it. Yeah, you know, smart people are behind it, so hopefully it, it, it can continue to go on the upward trend, which I think it is. Um, but, yeah, I, I just... You know, to me, I, I never say the Houston Outlaws. You know, uh, you know I, it's just the Outlaws, the way that you know, because I want people to not have that sort of. That's a cool effort, name too. Effort. Yeah, oh, man. The whole thing they did a really we, good job. We man. we almost did. We fell short on just one thing. What's that? Uh, Outlaws was supposed to have a capital O and a capital T, and then everything else was supposed to be lowercase. Uh, you know, as a as a yeah, as homage to 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 optics, a yeah. tip of the the good old cowboy hat to it. Um, you know, you were uh, you, you were just quoted in uh, in an esports observer article about yeah, the valuations. Yeah, sports business journal. Yeah, about the about the valuations, the crazy valuations that that are that are, that are happening out there. Yeah, um, I got I got some people weren't happy with me for saying that. Yeah, well, I can know? understand. You know, because they're, they're out there probably trying to raise. And, yeah, and well, then, for, yeah, but look, it, it, this all came from I was uh, I was on a panel on LA recently by Sports Business Journal. Um, they have an annual business kind of panel for esports. And during the panel, they were talking about valuations and how successful everyone's doing and how great esports is going. And it yeah. is like, I don't think there's anyone more bullish about esports than me. Like, mm -hmm. I'm honestly like, we're going to the freaking moon. Like, yep. this is the new sport for the future. It's yep. going to encompass the globe. Yep. And I'm very, very bullish. But at the same time, maybe again, because I'm a little older, I want us to do it properly and with some common sense. I was there and saw the $50 million blown through CGS and then topple, right? Because it was too much, too fast. It wasn't done properly. They, yeah. didn't, they didn't think through it. And so, you know, Ben from Sports Business Journal reached out and he's like, hey, you know, I heard your comments on the panel. Like, let's use some common sense. Some of these valuations are getting ahead of themselves. Yeah. In my opinion, like far be it for me to sit back and tell people how to run their businesses. Like, that's a great thing. This is America. Run your business. Raise your money. Do whatever yeah. you want to do. But in my opinion, you know, people need to be um, cognizant of the fact that some of these teams that are raising above, you know, multiples where they shouldn't be. And for val for users or I mean viewers that that might not have raised money or whatever, genuinely a, a, a valuation or a value of a company is traditionally based on a multiplier. So let's say I'm making ten bucks a year. Depending on what kind of business I'm in, you might have like a 10 times multiplier. So you say my company's worth 100 bucks, right? And there's different multipliers for tech and different things like, and you know, in um, up in San Francisco, if it can scale, da 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 da. Well, the multipliers that some of the esports teams are 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 raising valuations at are just completely out of whack. And you're saying, okay, I'm making 10 bucks, but my company's worth 400 bucks, mm -hmm. and people, it's like. Because esports is so hot and there's a lot of fear missing out and people want to make sure they get in early on in, in the growth cycle, in their opinion. So teams are raising. And when you raise at those valuations, it creates a lot of obligations. And uh, when that money runs out, if you don't have justification via your revenue streams quite often to raise at a higher amount, you do what's called a down round. And now I'm becoming a professor and I apologize. Yeah. Um, but the point I was just trying to make is like, let's everybody use some common sense. Like, let's do this in a sustainable way. Like you yeah. talked about earlier, the table and a lot of these orgs are like the legs. 
Well, if people aren't practical and they don't take care of some of these beloved orgs and the legs start falling off, the whole table starts to wobble. And I give a shit about that. You give a shit about that. Richard Lewis gives a shit about that. I'm not trying to call anybody out or or pretend that I'm some economic genius because I'm not. But I am worried about some of the things I'm seeing and some of the numbers I'm hearing. Like, let's all use some good old-fashioned common sense. Yeah. Let's run our businesses with the view for five years and 10 years so the table doesn't start wobbling yep. and, the, and the legs start falling off. That was my only point. But some people were like, yo, why would you want to like throw water on this fire right yeah. now? I'm like, I'm just being honest. That's my opinion. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of with you, but, but I do find that there is a lot of, uh, a lot of value in, in, in futures, right? In, 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 in predictability of, of brands and in the valuations, obviously having sports as as they have been for a very long time and seeing the valuations they're getting now, if we're following the look, I'm I'm, I'm with you on a lot of this. Like I, I don't think that our ranking was was uh, on that Forbes article was was correct. I think that you know we should have been. Oh yeah, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, you know, like I I you yeah. know the fact that Phase wasn't a part of that Phase is a super yeah, that article. The, the, yeah. It's a super 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 valuable brand because of. Of what they built, you know, that when it comes to cool and esports and video games, you know, you think of phase. And again, you know, there's there's uh, there's that saying that I keep on going back to is that just like you, you know, you want to stand out by wearing the the suit and tie. Like, you know, a lot of people are trying to, you know, professional esports, and they care more about the suit that somebody's wearing that the than what they're wearing up up here in, in, yeah. in the brand and what they have to offer in terms of vision. So, uh, you know, I'm with you. I'm with you on a lot of that. Like, obviously, I'm I'm super confident in, in what what Optic has oh, built and and what absolutely you know, Cloud Nine TSM and the, the there's the top some brands five. that it's super yeah. hard to put a proper valuation yeah. on them because yeah. they kind of transcend, right? Correct. But there's other brands that come in that are like. 13 yeah. months old and, yeah. and they're like oh well i'm an esports team so I, my valuation is 100 million it's like yeah. no it, it's a little bit yeah. of freaking craziness yeah, yeah, out yeah. there right now that's all i'm referring to yeah, because yeah. like i said earlier there's nobody no more bullish than me these yeah. are going to be billion dollar properties yep. absolutely yeah. and it will get there yeah, yeah, i just yeah. think there's going to be a lot of carnage along the way and then see the thing that makes me angry is the articles and, and you know in the publications they won't blame like Poor investment. They'll blame esports. Mm-hmm. Esports investments tanking. Like this famous guy yeah. lost eighty million dollars, whatever. It's like it's because he didn't know what he was doing. It's yeah. not that esports is bad or esports is a bad place to invest your money. Yeah. Anyway. No, I'm I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I, I'm still very confident, and obviously that uh, the, the space and you know the publications for for what they're worth is just like anything else, right? It's like clickbait and, and trying to get a reaction and a conversation started. Uh, I, I do that on a daily basis, right? So I'm not <laughs> so I'm not I'm not mad at them in in, in any sort of sort of way, but you know some some uh, some of the you know some of the the rankings were just like way oh, out yeah, of yeah, whack. Yeah. You know, that, I forgot about that. Yeah, that thing so, was yeah. like, yeah, good lord. Yeah, and and you know what? For, for what it's worth, like I do see like up and coming new organizations that aren't necessarily new. You know, Nate shot in Hundred Thieves, for example. Like I think, yeah, the, the, probably like the 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 top hottest brand in esports right Dude, now. And, and killing I it. I don't hate to say it because job. he's my little brother and and. and you know, he he sort of co-wrote the the formula to 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 optic success. Um, so I'm really happy about that, and I think that like like him, he was also like his company was also I think you know a little bit devalued in that in that ranking because yeah of, they're uh, doing a great job. Yeah, not only that, but they're they're like excellent 
excellent uh, ambassadors of, of esports, right? Yeah. Uh, the the storyline of a of a pro player going to CEO and then building this awesome brand, having fucking Drake on your story. on your on your team is, is super. And he's great. hired so well too, John and some of the guys that yeah. they're not out in front of the camera all the time, yeah. but they're super smart. Oh like yeah, business people, real yeah, yeah. creative, and yeah, they've got yeah. a great team over there. Yeah, big no, fan. I'm, I'm very happy. So you know, o- overall, you know, I think, I, and the reason I brought it up is because I know that you took a lot of shit for for saying what you said, but you know, you you. The fact that you, like Richard Lewis and everybody else, has the balls to stand up and say what you believe in is is cool. I obviously, you know, uh, I I see what you're saying, but you know, at the same time, I, I you know, having the confidence that optic is optic, you know, I I obviously, you know, oh, see, absolutely. see see a, see a different di- different way at times, but you know, I'm very very like you, bullish about esports. You're gonna be on, billion dollar properties, man. I, I feel very very blessed to still be working in this space, yeah. man. And you know what? I feel like if there's one thing, I try not to be prideful or arrogant, but if there's if there's one thing I like to hang my head on, just kind of like between me and my wife or my friends, you know, it's like, I called this shit. Yeah. You called this shit. Yeah. It's like years ago, man, like good friends of mine that were well-intentioned were like, y'all, you're losing your mind. Like stop playing video games and flying little boys around the world. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm like, this is going to be big. Yeah. Like my own parents, who obviously love me and have my best, they're like, you're wasting your life. You got a yep. law degree. Like, why yep. are you doing yep. this? Why did you move to California? And they, they meant the best for me. Of course. Trying to tough love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm right. This yeah. is going to be big. This space is going to be huge. So yeah. now that it is, I'm kind of like, yeah. it feels good to have been yeah. right about, you know, it's something you bet your basic adult life on. So, yeah. yeah. No, it's, uh, it, it is... It is, as you know, the people that go through the wall first that get hurt the most, and it's only the tough ones that that, that are able to survive a space like this one. Um, but it takes people like us to 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 put on the the helmets and then run through that wall for <laughs> you know to allow for other people to to come in and, and and benefit from some of the hard work. You know, my my as, as I said at the beginning, my my goal from the beginning was to make sure that if I worked hard that I was going to benefit from it. And I was okay with other people benefiting from, yeah. from some of the stuff that I did as well, but they were not going to benefit more than I benefited from, from, from what I did. And I think that, you know, if, if, if we as, as, as the properties and the founding members of, of eSports as it stands, you know, take care of each other the way that we should, I think that everybody's going to be in, in, a, in a good place. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm really thankful that you came on the, on the podcast. Man. Thank uh, you so much for having it's, me. It's man. been an, it's an honor, honor knowing you, obviously, uh, you know, having, having, Somebody with historical value the way that you do is is super good because you know history repeats itself and and if we can if we can learn from our mistakes and I'm I'm a I'm a very big very big fan of of treating my failures like like plants right that you know you water them in in terms of you know knowing that you've committed them and not forgetting about them because those are the plants that like you know that, that you nourish yeah. and, and and help you grow as a human being so you know thank you for coming on man I appreciate you a lot and I, I know it's not gonna be the last one I do want to do. You know, when you build a pot, yeah. when you build your place, I want to come out and, and you know, I'd check really it out. I really like that. Come out and check it out. And, you know, thank you so much for having me. And uh, I really admire a lot of what you do. And I, I meant what I said earlier, man. Like, you could be on a beach, but you're the real fucking deal. I am. And it's I, my middle I, name. <laughs> I, I just feel, I feel blessed to know you. And you're an inspiration to me. And uh, I'm glad we're in the same town and, and doing this esports thing together, man. Oh yeah. So tell me before you go, any cool projects that you're working on that, that you wanna you wanna give us a, a glimpse of? Oh, I mean, we have so much going on. My my big focus has been the HQ um, in, in in content plans for next year and trying to figure out what directions we're gonna take the company next year. 
Um, we've hired a CMO recently. I haven't, I haven't uh, yet announced him, but he, he's, he's amazing. And uh, we're really just trying to, to figure out what, what we're going to do to execute. We're, we're really focused on content, as, as you know. And uh, I'm really excited to get this HQ open. Um, I think it's, it's going to do a lot for our brand. And, yep. uh, I, like, I like that you're having a storefront. You know, very, very early on when we were meeting with, uh, with um, Dan Gilbert's people in, in Detroit when we wanted to do that, what I pitched to them was, a, was an eSports sort of oasis you know in the yeah. middle in the middle of nowhere and you know the point was you know i was going to try to convince other esports teams to move somewhere so you know us happen to be you know mike you and and i haven't having in the ending up in the same place without any coordination whatsoever sort of like gave me a you know building building a um sort of like an esports campus across the entire thing was yeah. always like my idea what i wanted to do was have the buy a building and then you know, top two top two floors is, is player uh, player living quarters, and then you know floor the, the two floors below it was training facility, yeah. and then at the bottom was was uh, was competition uh, spectator area and also storefront. So the fact that you're gonna have a storefront in your living facility is super super cool. Yeah. But it's not yeah. huge, but I'm really excited yeah. about it. No, I want to walk out big. there I mean, and see kids as, and like high five as, them. And it, you know, eleven thousand square feet is as big as you know from from this wall all the way to the other side of. Yeah. Of, uh, of of the other side of uh, of of this office, yeah. so it's, it's it is big, man. So I'm, I'm really esports happy. university, man. That's yeah. kind of what you're describing. Yeah, like you got the dorm, you got the training rooms, yeah. the classrooms. Yeah, so uh, you, you can you can use that name if you like it. Yeah, thank you. Is is that a, is that taken? Uh, I don't know, man. Well, what, I've always wanted to use it, but that feels like what you're describing. Like, yeah, you could have like six teams in there, about big old compound and call yeah. it esports university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, the, the goal there was to even have. You know, after school program for 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 people to Love you know it. for for you know high school kids, junior high school kids, and even young kids to come in and not only learn about esports and and all that because you know let, let, let's keep it real. Just because you play basketball, you don't only play basketball. You also play soccer and you also play you know or football for those of you from Europe. You you play everything and and if you're an athlete like you were back in the day or like I was back in my day and liked video games as well. You know, what's there to say that, you know, uh, maybe Monday they have basketball practice or basketball intramurals, but then Thursday they go to, you know, to the facility and they get to sit down and listen to, you know, Scumpy talk about, you know, competitive gaming from an athlete standpoint. And then we have somebody like, uh, like me come in and tell them about the business or the opportunity. And then you have, uh, you know, somebody like, uh, I don't know, big timer come in and talk about YouTube. Yeah. And, and and tell them about the, the the opportunities that is there and how to do it right and you know tips and tricks. Just Great after idea. school programs, man. That's the only kind of half. Good ideas, but yeah, we're, those, we're uh, looking at doing like summer camps and things, and, and, you know, kind of a smaller scale. Yeah. What you're talking about, but I, I think that's a really great idea, yeah. and it's really interesting to me to see high schools really developing out their programs. And now, you know, every major school at the college level seems to have scholarships yeah. and so on and so forth. So uh, it's really interesting to see the. The roots kind of grow down of esports, um, and we're trying to figure out ways we can integrate around yep. here, the UNT and, and SMU and some of the schools. And uh, it's uh, it's very interesting time to be in esports. So I think yep. that's a really really good idea. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, thank you for stopping by, man. I, bet, I, I won't take you uh, won't take any Thanks more. Thanks so of much your time. for having me, uh, everybody. Uh, all his information is down below. If you guys want to follow him on every social media outlet, it'll be listed down below. Uh, his team's channel is also going to be in the description down below. Check it out. They do, you know, compelling content that, that surrounds behind-the-scenes uh, esports. So, uh, again, thank you for tuning in. If you guys enjoyed it, please remember to leave without leaving like. Having said that, and with that said, I'm going to see you guys tomorrow. As you, well, no, next week. 
How's it going? Wait, the same. Damn. 